Hi, lovelies. So before we get into today's session, I wanted to share a really lovely message that I got this week after a single coaching session with the lovely Natalie. And I know some of you listening are wondering about what coaching with me is actually like and sometimes the best way to explain it is actually in someone else's words so I am sharing her words with you today before we get into the topic of the week so she said your coaching was very powerful for me you called me out and made me look at some serious bullshit I'd been telling myself since we spoke I followed everything I put on my calendar and I'm becoming someone who can trust myself definitely million dollar coaching. It's amazing how much impact just one conversation can have. I'm exponentially grateful for your time. So thanks Natalie and that message wasn't, I didn't ask her for that message so it was really lovely to receive and I think it just gives you all a bit of an insider into what to expect even from a single coaching session. And this is the opportunity for all of you. The difference between nodding your head to my podcast and implementing what I teach, having me in your life every week. Um, the opportunity to just like stop fucking around forever, basically. Okay, so last week I ended with winning or learning as the strategy to master all or nothing mentality. And I shared my favorite quote, I either win or I learn. And I skipped forward a few days and I was coaching a client this week when like a, the penny dropped, a penny that I didn't know was up in the air. And essentially what I realized was I was wrong. So I'm sorry, Mandela. It's not that we are always winning or learning. It's that we are winning now or learning now, and learning now leads to winning more later. So it really is a win-win. And then when we realize that, the optimal strategy isn't actually to win now, it's to always be learning and focusing on the learning for the higher future wins. Like I think of it like an investment. It's like an investment in your own brain, where returns are gonna to come to you later on. And your brain, by the way, is always gonna be the best place to invest, right? So I wanna explain that even clearer, how I reached this and what, what my brain's been doing <laughs> this week, bending this, you know, 20 year habitual favorite quote that I've had. So winning feels amazing in the moment. It's fun and we use external accomplishments to build our confidence and decide that we are worthy. And we've been taught to look at these external factors as proof that we have skills or value. And that really begins in school, getting the best results, being the best in sport. And the problem is, the problem is I should say, school is a short-term focus. And we don't feel like that when we are in school, it feels like forever, but it really is a few years of our lives. And so I decided to share with you today some of my own story to give like the best example of this. So in England, we take national exams at 16 that will be added to our university applications and they felt like a huge deal. And we did like practice mock exams for them and I fucked them up. <laughs> I had a meeting then with a careers advisor and she said like not in these exact words, but get your shit together or you're out. 
So I did. I realized that my notes weren't good enough. And so I just photocopied my friend, Rachel. Shout out to friends like Rachel. And I built a schedule and planned to study. And I committed to giving it my best in like the month or two months or however long I had to study. And I would even like write my own questions and answer them instead of just reading through notes. Like I really problem solved and learned how to study very well and I came out with really good grades like all A's all A stars even my school was shocked everybody was shocked I was shocked and I really learned how to study and I didn't learn I didn't learn how to work well throughout the year and I had actually gotten away without working hard throughout the year so I taught my brain that I didn't need to work hard throughout the year and I could still get good grades and that didn't work out so great for me the following year when in the next round of exams, the next year of study, we also had coursework where you were doing work during the year that counted towards your final grade. And I ended that year, that first year with bad grades again. So much so that my school called me in and was thinking about kicking me out. Like, can you notice the trend here? <laughs> and I decided that I would just figure out coursework and and like really decided to commit the following year to doing the work during the year. I went all in, I pivoted away from my plans to be an architect, that's what I was gonna do, and I decided to study business. And then when my dad suggested economics, I said, fine, anything he wanted. I was just like so full of regret for the fuck up. And when I was looking for schools to apply to, I came across the London School of Economics. Hadn't heard of it, decided I would apply. And my school advised me against it because I wouldn't get a place. My grades weren't good enough. I wasn't good enough. But I'd already learned that I could prove school expectations wrong. So I decided to apply anyway, being like completely unattached to whether it worked out or not. And then when I committed to being the best student in class, I also decided to resit every exam that I could because we could resit in December. Um, so we started in September, could reset in December. I studied, I got extra help. I stayed behind late. I, I went to like teachers for help and classmates for help. I used every resource that I had. And not only did I get two offers into LSE, I then got the grades. And by this point, I had learned that I'm capable of way more than I thought I was, or even others thought I was. And that lesson was worth a thousand times more than doing well in my exams when I was 15 or 17. Like instead of fluking some exams, I learned how to study and then how to be an excellent student, how to take responsibility, how to achieve ambitious goals and how to not just believe other people's thoughts about me. Now those lessons are the very reason why I have a successful business doing what I love now. I wouldn't change a thing and I continue to fail all the time. Fuck up, go for the learning and the growth because I also learned from that age that delayed gratification leads to way more success. Like my whole expertise around getting shit done, achieving goals, achieving more in less time, all began with this very foundation, even though I didn't realize it at the time, now it's so obvious. <laughs> so now I have a question for each of you. I want you to think about something you messed up, a fail, something that you'd been working towards that you did not achieve. Like really even like pause, pause the podcast. You can even put pen to paper if you aren't driving. You can even come up with like a whole list if you want. I mean, I could come up with a whole, this like hundreds 
But do think of one in particular, one juicy fail that you've had in your life. The problem is so often our brains want to skim over our fails. We feel like a failure. We feel uncomfortable. And so we like shove them under the carpet. We close down the side hustle. We stop applying for new jobs. We stop asking for a raise. We stop dating completely or going to the gym. Like big things, small things, all the things. We miss out on the real value and the learning because of the discomfort that we associate with failing. And remember, the discomfort of failing really comes from our cave person, cave man, cave woman brain that thinks failure equals death. And as long as we skim over failing, we're missing that opportunity to teach our brain that we don't die from failing. Like even that is a fucking powerful lesson. Learning that, owning that. Imagine what else you would do if you built the muscle of not being afraid of failure. It is one of the most powerful shifts I see in my clients when we do this work. Their ability to go for growth, to change their story around failing, and then always be learning. I'm literally getting chills as I say this because this is the difference between the life you love and show up to 100% and the life you accept and settle into. And I say this because when we are always winning, It's just that our goals are not big enough. Big goals stretch you out of who you are now into who you want to become. And often when we pick our own goals, we set goals for success, goals for the win, the win that feels good. That's what our brain is motivated to do. There hasn't been a single person I have worked with and coached that has ended my program and not achieved more than what they thought their original goal was, than what they thought they were capable of at the beginning. It's actually a question that we would have on that first call, that consultation call, where I ask you about your goals and what you would want to achieve. And it's always way smaller than what I know you're capable of because whatever you think you are capable of, you are capable of so much more. And might I add, not through hustle and grind, that's not the way to achieve big goals. That's the way to burn out and quit. It doesn't work. Now, of course, winning It's also amazing. Like approach everything that I've shared there with the view that I already know that you are sold on winning. So there is no point in me repeating what you are already thinking. Like I definitely celebrate all my wins and I teach my clients to do the same, which is surprisingly challenging for many high achievers, by the way. So some of the many gains from learning that we often skip are things like resilience, building resilience that ability to overcome obstacles and problem solve, like use our brain in that way, that ability and willingness to take responsibility, to learn to not spin in self-judgment and self-criticism through failing, to deal with the emotions, even all the emotions that come with not winning in the moment. Like it's a great way to uncover more of your inner crazy and your brain's story. So you get to know yourself better and get exposed to that inner mean voice and then clean it up. And in my program, I teach my clients about the difference between confidence in our ability to do something, like achieve something where we want that win and self-confidence, which is a state of being where we can fail and still have our own back and still have self-confidence and still hold the belief that we are capable of achieving things. 
And in fact, every time we fail, we have an opportunity to build self-confidence. And if you're not sold already on learning over winning, I have one more for you. When we are learning and failing forward or failing our way to success, right? I mean, what I mean by that is not just failing and sweeping under the carpet, but really evaluating, understanding, learning, applying. Then what we do in that process is build that success blueprint that's repeatable, that's earned, that is going to be there when imposter syndrome crops up as evidence that you are not an imposter and you created your success. That's one of the mind-blowing things that I see my clients benefit so much from. Like they're not wasting time in imposter syndrome. They're not wasting time doubting themselves because of their success and then holding them back themselves back from achieving more of it. Um, I've actually been coaching one of my lovely clients through achieving a qualification and she came to me having failed and as we worked together, she failed twice more. And she really just wanted to succeed the first time and then the second time, like each time it was like, I really just wanna succeed because she's always been successful. That's like her backstory. She was always a high achiever. And her brain wanted to chip away at her confidence each time she didn't succeed and make it mean bad things about her and about her future and that she should quit. And the discomfort of the whole thing was really challenging for her. And we coached on her confidence through failure, on being kind to herself through failure, on focusing on the learning, on problem solving, on actually improving to earn the qualification. And then last week, not only did she tell me that she gained the qualification, massive celebration, right? But she also said to me, I'm so much better for failing. I'm so glad everything happened this way. And I know that this lesson is going to set her up for so much more future success in her life. Now she has that willingness to fail and that understanding of learning by doing, learning by failing, like not needing to quit to avoid the discomfort. So if you've been listening and you want to create more success quicker without the hustle, schedule a call with me. In my program, you will learn how to stop fearing failure and instead to always be using it to learn. Because I know that you are capable of so much more than your brain wants you to believe. So you just go to vickylouise.com forward slash console to get in my diary. The link will be in the show notes. And do it for the life you want one year from now. And like Natalie said at the beginning, one conversation can have a massive impact. For her, it's getting everything done on her calendar. What will it be for you? Bye, lovelies. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to feel better? You can download a free anxiety workbook, which includes a bonus worksheet to use anytime you feel anxiety creeping in by heading over to vickylouise.com forward slash guide. That is Vicky, V-I-K-K-I, then Louise, L-O-U-I-S-E. So vickylouise.com forward slash guide. The link will also be in the show notes. Just do it.